Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Uh, football in full swing. We got college football. The SEC is starting up this weekend. We're heading into week three of the NFL, and I'm here for it. Um, you saw this week I put out some weekly predictions. I want to make that um, a consistent thing. Um, put that on the podcast as well. So today, to join me, talk a little bit of football, put out some predictions, uh, making his second appearance here on the Red Shirt Podcast. Uh, your favorite uh, Eastern Michigan student. Uh, we have Jacob Duncan. Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm ready to talk some football, man. Let's do it. I, I know you definitely don't want to talk some basketball right now. Tough loss for uh, the Celtics. It was a rough one tonight, but, you know, Celtics and seven. Celtics and seven. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so quickly, I'll do a run-through of some of the college football and NFL games from last week. Uh, Louisiana beat Georgia State 34-31. Clemson handled the Citadel 49-0. Notre Dame did the same 52-0 over South Florida. Um, Oklahoma State barely escaped Tulsa 16-7. Cincinnati beat uh, Austin Pay uh, 55-20. UCF went on the road, beat Georgia Tech 49-21. Miami, in probably the game of the week, um, took down Louisville 47-34. Uh, App State fell to Marshall 17-7. Um, and Pitt beat Syracuse 21-10. NFL-wise, Thursday night, the Browns took down the Bengals 35-30. Uh, your New York Jets fell mightily to the 49ers 31-13. Arizona Cardinals kept up the offensive onslaught 30-15 to over the Washington football team. Uh, Chicago Bears starting off 2-0, 17-13 over the Giants. Cowboys came back on the Falcons 40-39. Packers took care of your Detroit Lions, uh, 42-21. Titans just got by Gardner Minshew, 33-30 over the Jags. Colts blew out the Vikings, 28-11. Bills handled the Miami Dolphins, end up being kind of close, 31-28. Rams dominated the Eagles, 37-19. Steelers just got by an injured Broncos team, 26-21. Bucks, uh... We're able to put down the Panthers, 31-17. Chiefs over the Chargers, 23-20 in overtime. Ravens over the Texans, 33-16. In a phenomenal Sunday night game, the Seahawks uh, had a big goal line stop, beat Cam Newton and the Patriots, 35-30. And Monday night football, the Raiders uh, got their first win at the Death Star. They took down Drew Brees and the Saints, 34-24. So... Quick run through some of those games. Um, I'll let you go first. What are some of your big takeaways from um, this past week of football and just this football season in general? You can uh, start. I mean, we can start with college football. Start with NFL. Your call. Well, uh, college football definitely uh, not the best showing for Oklahoma State this week to open up the season. Um, obviously, they have a lot of uh, high expectations this year, and rightfully so. So much talent coming back, but they uh, they really didn't look good. I know they had uh, some injuries at quarterback during that game, but regardless, it was it was a rough uh, rough game for their offense for sure. Um, also, 
Miami, Miami looks legit right now. Um, the U, I don't want to say they're back, but uh, I thought I really thought Louisville was gonna win that game. Um, but Miami came out; they played well. Derek King looks amazing so far this year. I, I don't know how how far they're gonna go in the ACC, but uh, maybe maybe they'll be able to give Clemson a run for their money. We'll see if see when that time comes around. But they definitely look good so far. Uh, moving on to NFL. Um, I think uh, one of the biggest surprises was definitely the Raiders this week, uh, how they were able to upset the Saints in pretty convincingly, convincing fashion you know, in the second half. Uh, also, that, that Sunday night game was great. Uh, both of those teams look like they're going to have a great year this year. Uh, Cam Newton is looking like a steal for the Patriots. Uh, my, my Detroit Lions are awful. I think everybody knows that, though. Um, other than that, um, oh, yeah, also the Falcons. What, what was that? that it's, was it's ridiculous. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, that uh, was just, that was insane. And uh, that's, I think that's pretty much all I got in the NFL. I think one of the more underrated storylines is the Vikings starting out 0-2 this year and looking the way they have. Because they were expected to compete for this division, and so far they don't look like they have a chance. Yeah, that's what, I think mo- a lot of my notes were similar. Uh, my two notes for college football were the same. Miami, they look legit. They're not. I. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna quite give Clemson room for their money. But to me, I. I'm not a big Notre Dame guy. I think they're fine. But in a big game, I. I don't know how I feel about Notre Dame. I still love Louisville. Louisville's been my darling this whole off season. They're the team that I've been preaching. I said they go to New Year's Six Bowl. I might pump the brakes on that. Um. I'm not as. I like North Carolina. I. I think. I don't know though. I like. I think North Carolina is a little bit overhyped. I like what Miami offers because it's never really been a lack of talent. Um, you throw in De'Aaron King at quarterback. Quarterback, um, that's been a big issue, big reason for their struggles. He's electric. He, um, he's he been incredible. I guess maybe not the most eye-popping stat lines, um, at least last week. But, he, I mean, he played a phenomenal game. Um, he's, I, he's a, he's an elite quarterback, um, in college football, as well as the defense. You had, um, I, it was Greg Rousseau that opted out, but it's Quincy Rocher that's still there, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so you had Greg Rousseau opt out, um, just tough, projected first rounder. But that defense, I mean, still plenty of talent. Um, going up against a good Louisville def, uh, good Louisville offense, excuse me. Uh, and they were able to get a couple stops, and that's all they really needed when that offense is firing. So I'm a fan of Miami. I don't know if they're quite going to take down um, uh, Clemson, but I was already I had Miami actually taking the um, what is the coastal the which one is it is it the coastal? I'm not too familiar, but I'm pretty sure it's the coastal. It's the, yeah, it's it's really just Clemson and whatever team they're going to get yeah. stomped by. But I actually had them winning the coastal. Um, so we'll see. Right now, they're my number two behind Clemson. Um, it's hard to bank on a team like Miami, but I, I like it for now. And then pumping the brakes on Oklahoma State. I, I still, I think Oklahoma State will bounce back. I think they're a good team, but I think people bought into the Oklahoma State hype just a little too much, even maybe me a little bit. But, like, saw people putting in Oklahoma State in the playoff. Like, I didn't see that to begin with. Um, that trio, it, it's undeniable that they'll they'll bounce back. It's they're too talented not to. Spencer Sanders, I um not sure exactly his health, but when he's healthy, that's gonna be it's gonna be dynamic. But ultimately, their offensive line isn't great, and you know the Big Twelve altogether is you know 
not exactly the gold standard defensively. But the reason that Oklahoma keeps having success is because out of all of these pretty bad defenses, Oklahoma consistently has some talent defensively. So I still think Oklahoma State is a good team. I think they can compete against Oklahoma in Bedlam. I think they they can still beat some good teams, but I'm I'm not I'm not on them winning the Big Twelve, let alone um, going to the Final Four. That's I think that was kind of a ridiculous notion to begin with. Um, NFL wise, the Seahawks, man, they looked legit. They played. They went into Fox. Or no, I was about to say they went into Foxborough. They didn't. Um, they played Cam Newton. Cam Newton looked terrific. You get a good, a very good Patriots team. Um, you know it's been hard to gauge the Patriots given um lots of turnover on the roster, but they they showed they were a really good team. And the Seahawks' offense was humming. They let Russell Wilson cut loose. And let me tell you, maybe it's just because he single-handedly won me fantasy this week, but it is fun to watch. He, I mean, danger Russ, man. That's all you can say. The defense, you know, they it, they had their hiccups, but ultimately they got that big stop. Uh, I have no reason to be concerned. Jamal Adams was getting cooked in the slot by um, Julian Edelman. I love to see that. Um, but Seahawks, legit, If, if I mean... They look like the best team in football to me so far. Um, going to, um, you talked a little bit about the 0-2 start for the Vikings. Um, shout out Vikings. I took them in my Survivor King of the Hill League. Um, plus three, I thought it was an easy bet. And uh, they didn't deliver. It, it, Kirk Cousins has been awful. Like, like, I mean, you can't, most of the time you can't blame struggles entirely on one person. But he has been bad. He, let's see, he's... 30 of 51, that's a 58.8 completion percentage for 372 yards, two touchdowns, and four picks. And and then when you just watch it, he, he just, he does not look right. Maybe it's Stephon Diggs not being there, but he, he looked, he's looked awful. And there's reason to believe there's, there's going to be some form of a bounce back. I also think Dalvin Cook. I um you're gonna expect some big games from Dalvin Cook at some point, but right now, the, the I mean it's two games. Ultimately, this is a 16 game season, and it's two games. But to me, the Packers the Packers have looked phenomenal. So there's time to turn it around. But I mean, better do it fast because the ship the ship is starting to sink for Captain Kirk. And then uh, last NFL point, 49ers. Um. Nothing was going right for them outside of the victory um, at MetLife against the Jets. I saw afterwards um, um, that they, like, didn't even get to their hotel in um, uh, in East Rutherford or wherever. I don't know exactly where they're staying. But um, until, like, 4 in the morning of game day, which, I mean, that's ridiculous. They go out there. They, they manhandle the Jets, but... You see, Jimmy Garoppolo, he got banged up. He um, finished out the first half, but he definitely didn't look good. Ankle injury. Um, he'll be out a couple weeks. And then <laughs> you got Nick Bosa tearing his ACL. It was, if you watched it, you you, you could tell. Um, you could tell it was going to be bad. Um, his knee just buckled. They were complaining about um, 
the conditions at MetLife. I don't know quite about that. But you have those injuries. At running back, Raheem Mostert, first play of the game, had an 80-yard touchdown. Then from there, I didn't see it specifically, but he had a little injury. Um, sorry, pardon my um, fridge going crazy. Um, and then Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman also got injured. So they're top two tailbacks. You already had Richard Sherman down. George Kittle missed a week. They're, it's piling up. And in, in NFC West, that's looked really good so far. I talked about the Seahawks. I've made my love for the Cardinals clear. Rams are 2-0 and and looking good. I still think the 49ers can do it, but not, I mean, definitely not ideal. Um, the situation they've been put in. So those are my takeaways from this week. Um, looking forward to this upcoming week. Um, what are some things you're going to be watching for um, for this week of football? Definitely like you mentioned with the 49ers, all their injuries they have. Uh, watching them and watching, there was a ton of injuries last week. I didn't touch about this last time, but uh, you saw Saquon Barkley go down, Christian McCaffrey go down. There was a ton of injuries, a ton of teams dealt with them like crazy this week. And you're seeing that more often with, you know, shortened training camp and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how those teams respond with those injuries. Um, obviously, some huge games this week. You see uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson play this week. That'll be an interesting storyline to watch. Uh, I, we'll, we'll get to that later in the in the podcast. But uh, there's, there's a lot of great games going on uh, on college and, uh, and pro. Um Really, I don't know if I have much else on that, but uh, it's, it should be another exciting week of football for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent pumped. Starting college football, my darlings, the Louisville Cardinal, um, tough loss against Miami. There were definitely some positives to build on, so I'm interested to see um, how they look. They're um, they have another tough game. They're going to Pitt, Pitt rank number twenty one, Louisville. Just staying in the top 25 at number 24. I'll give my exact game picks later. But um, the defense, it's, it, it wasn't a much of an issue of the offense. The defense is going to have to get some stops for them to be successful. I have um, utmost confidence in Malik. Or, yeah, he Cunningham, he, it was McHale, and now he wants to go by Malik. Whatever. Cunningham at quarterback. Um, Tutu Atwell and Des Fitzpatrick at wide receiver as well as Javion Hawkins. So it's all going to be about that defense getting some stops, and that's how they're going to um, have more success. Um, I'm super excited to see um, LSU and Mississippi State. Got a depleted LSU team. Still got plenty of talent, but you lose the Heisman winner, Joe Burrow. You lose your what? You took him at number four, Mr. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, Jamar Chase opting out. Um, Miles Brennan, we, we haven't seen a lot of him. Um, it, so it's going to be interesting to see this depleted LSU team fair against Mike Leach in his SEC debut. Um, and, I mean, on the flip side of the ball, LSU wasn't a great defensive team last year, and they lose a lot of talent. So it'll be interesting to see what K.J. Costello, also in his first SEC game, um, see what see how they do. I That's definitely an upset watch. We can... Um, dive into what we actually think will happen in a bit. And then lastly, sticking with the SEC, and there are a lot of storylines uh, that are, that are going to be fun to follow, but I'm interested to see what Georgia the Georgia offense looks like with JT Daniels at the helm. I'm not too concerned with the ultimate result of the Georgia game. Um, they go to Arkansas, um, and no disrespect to Arkansas, I think Georgia just might be a bit better. Um, but I, nonetheless, it's going to be interesting to see... How, you know, Jake Fromm, he, he was a, 
he was kind of a model of consistency. You knew what you were getting from him, but he was definitely disappointing at the tail end. So it'll be interesting to see what JT Daniels looks like. We haven't seen him play um, in a little bit. Obviously, had some injuries at USC. So I'm very interested to see what the play calling looks like and how JT Daniels looks like because that's going to – they need him to play like a star if they want to fight off Florida um, in the East and if they want to chance it, whoever wins the West. Um, NFL-wise, I touched on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm interested to see them. They play a pretty weak Giants defense. Um, so it's not necessarily, you know, it's not going to, it's not like they're playing the Seahawks. But I am interested to see how it clicks. Nick Mullins is a pretty high-end backup. Um, we get to see what Jarek McKinnon has to offer. Um, a little bit of, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Same with, I mean, you could say the flip side, see how their defense fares. I don't think they'll have an issue with the Giants. I just think the Giants are pretty awful. Um, Josh Allen, we have Bills and Rams. Uh, Josh Allen has had the pleasure of playing the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins, so pretty easy start. I'm super interested to see how he fares against a better Rams defense. Um, you got some legit DBs. You have Aaron Donald coming at you. Um, I'm a known Josh Allen hater, but... He performs this game, and I won't be able to really deny it. Um, and then lastly, uh, Sunday Night Football, Drew Brees um, and the Saints going against Green Bay. Disappointing Monday night showing um, from the team, especially Drew Brees. Um, definitely, you know, regressing a little bit as expected. But it's going to be interesting to see um, how he performs against Green Bay and what role Sean Payton puts him in. Because he's, I mean, we're getting to the point where, especially when Alvin Kamara is going and healthy, um... Breeze will most likely be more in a game manager role. So that's going to be interesting to follow. Um, that's kind of that. Unless you have anything else to add, that's going to do it for uh, some things to watch um, as a whole. Um, we can just hop into some uh, college football game predictions if you're game. That sounds right to me. All right, you got the list. Go ahead. You want to go? How do you? How do you want to? Sorry, how do you? You want to? You want to go through your whole list? And, um, and then I go, or you want to do, you want, we should do back and forth, probably. I think we should do back and forth. Okay, okay, yeah. You see, we, we do great planning ahead of time here at the Red yeah. Shirt Podcast. There you go. Go ahead. All right. So, Florida, uh, favorite 14 and a half for Ole Miss. Um, you get to see the first game of the lane train at Ole Miss, but I don't think it'll be pretty for them. I think the Gators win this one and win it big. Yeah, um, I, um... I'm a big John Reese Plumley fan, but um, Lane opted to go with Matt Corral. If it was John Reese Plumley, I'd legitimately think about Ole Miss pulling one off. Um, at 14 and a half, um, if you're betting on this game, I guess it might have adjusted. But at 14 and a half, I don't quite have Florida covering, but I do have them winning 34 to 20, um, taking one from Ole Miss. Hey, we got Notre Dame favorite 16 and a half. Against Wake Forest. Oh wait, this, this game was canceled, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. It was I, canceled. That's what I didn't even I didn't update this. That was canceled. You know, was it Notre Dame was the team that had coronavirus, right? Yeah, they did. They did it. Uh, I think seven players tested positive or something like that. Not very holy we'll, of them. Yeah, well, I guess we'll uh, we'll skip that one. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky number twenty three. Kentucky uh, had another road. Yeah, take on number eight Auburn. Uh, Auburn's favorite ten and a half this game. Uh, I think I think Auburn will win this game, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think Auburn could be on upset alert. I really like Kentucky. I think they're a really solid football team. 
I think Auburn will pull away late, but I think this will be a game up until the fourth quarter. Give me Auburn by, give me Auburn by a touchdown, but I don't think it'll be close. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other way with this. Give me touchdown Terry. Um, season was cut short last year with some injuries. They went all the way down to having Lynn Bowden playing at quarterback, and the guy's talented. Um, did the best that he could, but totally different offense when you have someone that can legitimately throw the ball. Um. A little bit of a slugfest to begin, but I, I like the magic of touchdown. Terry, give me give me a little upset action on the planes. All right, moving on to the next game. We got Kansas State heading to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a 28-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I will definitely take the Sooners to win this game. Um, Kansas State did not look very good. I, I don't know if they lost their first game, but I know it was a close game. I don't um, even know. But I, I think Oklahoma wins this game big. I don't know if they'll cover the spread. I I think they'll win by four touchdowns, though. Give me the Sooners. Yeah, here, let me find Kansas. Yeah, Kansas State lost by four to Arkansas State. Um, that's what it was. Um, let me make sure this ad isn't rolling. Yeah, Sooners big. Um, I don't see a world in which Kansas State takes this. I have Oklahoma dominating at 45-23. to 23. Um, I mean, st- let the Spencer Rattler show commence. Yes, sir. All right, next we got the surprising number 19 ULL hosting Georgia Southern. ULL's favored 13.5 points in this game. Um, so, obviously, Louisiana has looked pretty good so far uh, this year. Last last week, they did go to overtime after being ranked for what was a real surprise. 13.5, um, I, I don't know if they'll cover this. I think we got another close game, but I think uh, I think they'll pull through with another win. Yeah, so ULL, I actually have my ULL shirt over there. Obviously, this is an audio-only podcast, so I don't feel the need to go grab it, but go Cajuns. Um, They had a big win against Iowa State. Started off sluggish last week, um, able to pull off an overtime victory. Um, I think Georgia Southern would give them a little bit of a run, but Louisiana is going to pull away. I have them winning 33-17 to uh, on the Bayou. Okay, next one. We got a ranked matchup, number 24 Louisville versus number 21 Pittsburgh with Pittsburgh favored by two and a half points. Um, I'm I'm not a big Pitt believer. I, I really don't think they're all that great of a team. And I, I think Louisville, I still think they're they're still a good team. They just ran into a better team in Miami last week. I think they bounce back this week. I think they win this game. Uh, I'll take Louisville by two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know... I think everyone who's listened at all remotely to any of my podcasts and even just the beginning of this one, I got Louisville. Um, you said it well. They're a good team that just kind of ran into a team that was better than them. I also don't get much of the pit hype. They beat Austin. I mean, they won 55 nothing against a no-name school and beat Syracuse by 11. That's not, that's not the... That doesn't scare me as the number 21 team in the country. Um, Louisville, 37-24. All right, now we got a Big 12 matchup. Iowa State favored by two points against TCU this week. Um, this this will be another interesting game. The Big 12 been, has been kind of wild this year. Uh, I know Iowa State obviously did not have to start to the year they wanted, but I think they'll bounce back here against TCU. I'll take Iowa State by, by a field goal. I have. So Iowa State obviously disappointing start against Louisiana Lafayette. 
TCU, they announced Max Dugan is back. He'll be starting. I saw on the depth chart, Zach Evans was like fifth, so I don't know if we'll see any Zach Evans. Um, Big, big, big bounce back for Iowa State. Brock Purdy shows. He's legit. Uh, just need a little warm-up. Uh, Iowa State big, 31-14 to 14 Cyclones. Okay, now we got some SEC football. We have Mississippi State heading to number six, LSU, with LSU favored by 16 and a half. Obviously, we were talking about this game earlier, a lot of storylines. Mike Leach, his first game in the SEC, and LSU coming off a of natty. Um, I'm conflicted on this one. I, th- I think LSU will win, but I do think Mississippi State is going to cover the spread. I think LSU just, at the end of the day, they're just a more talented team, and they still have more firepower. I'm going to take LSU by a couple touchdowns. Upset. I got Mississippi State. Ring those cowbells. Um, I just think the transition for LSU, obviously there's transition to Mississippi State with Mike Leach and K.J. Costello, but that veteran quarterback, you got that air raid offense against a talented LSU team, but a defense that, I mean, lost everyone. Absolutely everyone. Give me Mississippi State just edging out LSU. Um, last couple minutes, 37-36, Mississippi State. Okay. Now we got a battle at Texas with number eight, Texas. Uh, favored by 18 on the road against Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech, uh, they did not look very good so far in their season opener, and Texas has been all right. I know they got Sam Ellinger. 18, it's kind of a big number, but I, I think Texas wins this one big. I, I don't see Texas Tech competing in this game at all, really. I, I think Texas will be way too much for them. Give me Texas by by a lot. Yeah, I don't I mean, I mean, don't see much for Texas Tech. I just don't think this is a great team. You got Alan Bowman at quarterback. Um, what what did they end up? Are they, they play one game? I believe. HBU, I think they played, and they, I think they barely snuck by. Did they? Here, I want, I want to check this because I don't want to say anything incorrect. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I get it, guys. I don't do enough research before. Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-three. Um, they ha- they got Duffy. Um, he's healthy. Will hopefully no collapsed lungs. Um, I don't know though. I just don't think this Texas Tech team can match up with Texas in the slightest bit. Um, 31-21 Texas. Um, they got off to a slow start, um, but they're just the better team. All right, now we got an ACC matchup where Duke heads on the road to take Virginia, who is favored by five points. Um, I'm going to go with, I guess, a slight upset here. I, I think Virginia, I don't think they're going to be as good of a team as they were last year. And I think, I know Duke was, uh, they, they competed with Notre Dame for a lot of that game. Uh, I think they come out, and I think they win this game. Uh, give me Duke and a close one. See, I, I like Duke. After after they had that week one where they kept it close with Notre Dame, I had them beaten BC. I was feeling confident. I was I was on the, uh, the Chase Bryce train, and they just laid an egg against BC, 26-6. They got embarrassed. Um, I don't know. I don't think Virginia is going to be great um, without Bryce Perkins, but they have some talent on defense. Um, got, yeah. I mean, I can't say I know a crazy amount about either of these teams, but Duke uh, didn't do the job last week. So give me Virginia in a boring defensive game, uh, sixteen to thirteen. We got a surprising ranked game between number two, twenty-two Army. 
headed on to take on number 14 Cincinnati with Cincinnati favorite by 14. Um, personally, I don't think this game will be close at all. I, I think Cincinnati is a really good team this year. I think they're a team that people should not underestimate. I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I, I know Army's a fun team to root for, and I'd love to see them pull off this win. But I, I think Cincinnati wins this one big. I love Cincinnati, but I think this is a very tough matchup. Army, their first two games, they blew out Middle Tennessee State. They blew out Louisiana Monroe. So, I mean, look, uh, Desmond Ritter, great quarterback. I think there's a really good offense brewing in Cincinnati. But something tells me this Army team, and it's mainly the way that they match up in the sense that if Army can keep the ball away, if they run their ball control offense well against Cincinnati and just simply keep it out of the Desmond Ritter's hands, I think they can win. Um, and that, that's a tough challenge, but I'm going to go bold. I think Cincinnati's a phenomenal team. I think Cincinnati's the better team, but give me Army, 17-14, supporting the troops. Okay. Next, we got a matchup in the Big 12, West Virginia taking on fifth, number 15, Oklahoma State, with Oklahoma State favored by 8.5. Um, obviously, last week, Oklahoma State did not have the game they wanted to, uh, as we talked about earlier. Um, I, this one's tough. I, I, I have a hard time seeing Oklahoma State laying that type of egg again, but I do think their defense won't play as well as they did last week. I, I think this will be another close game, but I think Oklahoma State does sneak away with the win late in the fourth quarter. I think, I mean, you said it. Oklahoma, I, I don't see Oklahoma State quite struggling like they did last week. West Virginia, I know they've had some issues. I think they have like a bunch of guys that won't be playing for COVID-related reasons or non-COVID-related reasons. Not an incredible West Virginia team to begin with. Um, I I mean, yeah, I don't have a lot more to say on it. Oklahoma State, bounce back, but still close, 34-24. Um, the Pokes pull away. All right, now we got some more SEC games. First up with number four, Georgia. Heading on the road to take Arkansas with Georgia favored by 26 and a half. Um, quite frankly, Arkansas is, they're not a good team. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely going to compete with one of the worst, to be one of the worst teams in the SEC this year. And, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia, uh, looks with JT Daniels. It might be a little bit of a mumpy start, but I think eventually they'll roll and they'll win this one big. Yeah. Arkansas, the ad Felipe Franks. I, I don't think Felipe Franks was that great to begin with. It's also harder when you have the weapons of Arkansas, um, just not not up to par with a team like Georgia. Uh, I'm excited to see JT Daniels, um, see what they can do before they get some real SEC tests. Uh, Georgia by three touchdowns, 31-10. to 10. All right, now we see number two Alabama on the road, favored by 27 against Missouri. Um, I mean, this is... Kind of a similar story as the last game. I mean, Bama, Missouri, I don't know. I don't think they're an awful team. But uh, Bama's just, they got too much. They got too much. And I, I think this will be another big game. I think Bama covers the spread. Yeah. Um, Alabama, I think, look, I'm obviously an Alabama homer, but I don't think this one, there's too much bias in it. Um, Alabama, I think, is just going to come out and absolutely dominate. Um, you don't have quite the electric passer um, as you did with Tua Tonga-Vailoa in Mac Jones, but the guy's going to get it done against a not-incredible Missouri team. Big game from Najee Harris. 
Um, Alabama defense steps up. They show some improvements. That was a weak point um, for a typically great unit. Um, I have them also covering the spread, I guess, just barely. Um, 41-13 Alabama. Okay, next we got another SEC matchup where we got Vanderbilt at another road to take on number 10, Texas A&M, with A&M favored by 31. Um, I, I think A&M's going to win this game. I'd be shocked to see that otherwise. But I do think, again, you know, these guys, first game of the year, uh, conference play, I think it might be a shaky start, but eventually A&M will pull away in the second half. Uh, I think Vandy covers the spread, but A&M does pick up a big win. A&M, they've had some opt-outs. They've had, they've had a little bit, um, I wouldn't quite say turmoil, but um, they've had some moving parts pretty close to the season. A possible upset? I, I, don't, I don't really see the upset um, going off. This is just a not-talented team at Vanderbilt. Um, they're starting. I, I don't know who they ended up picking. I know there was, it was a mix between their couple freshmen and um, – the debate, as well as some transfers. I think Texanum gets off to a bumpy start. Um, I don't have them close to covering the spread. I think Vanderbilt gives them, uh, gives them a bit of a scare early. Um, Texanum, 27-14. to 14. Okay, now we head down to the ACC with a primetime matchup between Florida State take, heading under the road to take out number 12 Miami, who is favored by 11 in this game. I believe this is the game of the week, ABC game of the week, and uh, I I think it'll live up to the hype. Obviously, it's a rivalry. Florida State, they haven't been as great lately, and they obviously the disappointing loss to Georgia Tech to start the year, but I I think they'll come to play because of the rivalry. I think think you look at at a close game, but I do think Miami pulls away in the fourth quarter, gets a late score to win this one, giving Miami by a touchdown. You and I aren't on the same wavelength quite on this. Not in our not in our winner picks, but, I mean, one word to me, domination. Uh, this Florida State program has looked so dysfunctional. They're not going to have Mike Norvell. And Miami just looked incredible last week. I think Miami, to me, just seems like the significantly better team. Uh, Miami, big, 35-6. to six. Roll Canes. Okay. Now we go back to the SEC with a number 16 Tennessee favored by three and a half on the road against South Carolina. I'm going to go upset here. I, I think Tennessee starts off with a disappointing loss to South Carolina. I, I don't think South Carolina will be as bad as the team as some people think. I think they're going to be competitive in this game, and I think they'll pull off the upset. I'm not a Tennessee believer. Give me oh. South Carolina. Oh. Love, love an ad coming up on the computer. Sorry about that. This episode is sponsored by 247 Sports. Um, no, I wish. Um, I was tempted to go with South Carolina, but I was looking up. Um, Ryan Holinsky didn't get the starting job. It was Colin Hill, um, transfer from Colorado State, I believe. I was looking at the guy, and I didn't watch much in-game film, but no, it didn't. his numbers didn't thrill me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tennessee in a close one, a little bit of a slugfest. Um, not a lover of Jared Garantano, but gets it done. Twenty two to thirteen Vols. Alright, now we go back to the ACC with NC State. Heading onto the road, take on number twenty Virginia Tech, who is favored by seven. Um I'm not a big believer in NC State. I don't think they're a very good team. I think Virginia Tech, I don't think they're a great team, but I think they'll handle 
NC State pretty easily. Uh, I'll take Virginia Tech by a couple touchdowns. I'm gonna I'm going upset here. Um, loss of Caleb Farley, um, cornerback projected to go first round with um, Virginia Tech. He opted out. I don't I don't know how much I love North Carolina State. Uh, throughout the season, but they're coming off a game in which I think the offense was the main question mark, and they showed up, um, dropped 45 on, I mean, not an incredible Wake Forest team, but I think they have just enough offense to get it done. Defense wasn't incredible, but I don't know. Sneak sneak one out of, well, is, it, is this game in Blacksburg? It is. Um, yes. g- give, give, me a, give me a little NC State upset action, 24-20 to 20, Wolfpack. Now, the final game for our college slate, we got Troy heading on the road to take on number 18, BYU, who is favored by 14. Um, BYU surprisingly ranked 18 at this point in the season. Um, I think I think they win, and I think they cover the spread. I, I think BYU is uh, due for a good year this year, and I, I don't think Troy will uh, be able to compete with them in this game. I mean, BYU. BYU looked phenomenal in that opener. Um I don't have them quite covering the spread, but um, a good win against Troy, thirty-five to twenty-four. Brigham Young. Also, and that let's see, that was our last um, listed game for college football. It was a pretty large list. Obviously, a lot of great games with the SEC ramping up. Just for reference, um, last week I went four and five with my college football picks. Not not ideal. NFL, I won ten and five though. I feel good about that. Um, with that being said, we can roll into it. I'll uh, I'll flip the script. I feel like you're um, you're like introducing me. I feel bad. You're my guest. Um, uh, not here, I <laughs> um, but Thursday night football, we have you know a matchup of two dynasties as Thursday night football always is. The zero and two Dolphins um, facing off against the one and one Jaguars, who are three point favorites at home. Um, Min- Minshew mania, baby. How do you bet against the stash? Um, I saw on a press conference, Ryan Fitzpatrick was talking about how he, he personally liked the beard more than the mustache. I mean, look, they're both pretty awesome, but I think the mustache shows up more on the field. I I think the Jaguars, um, they head farther and farther away from looking at T-Law. I think Gardner Minshew's the answer. Um, so give me the Jaguars, 20 to 10. I tried to tell people in the preseason the Jags were going to be better than everybody was thinking they are because of Gardner Minshew. I think this man is legit, uh, and I think the Jags don't have much problem with the Dolphins. I think I'm going to agree with you. The Jags by about the same score, 21-10. Yeah, I mean, really, I think I was one of those people too, but there's definitely a little bit of talent on that offense. Their interior offensive line is still pretty good. Um, a lot of it depends on how you feel about Gardner Minshew, but I love Gardner Minshew. Um so yeah, um, next game we got the two and O Bears um, taking on the zero and two Falcons. Falcons are three and a half point favorites. And look, you, uh, given everything that's happened, I have no business taking the Falcons. But I'm taking the Falcons. The offense is too good. I just don't think the the Bears can quite score with the Falcons. Agree, you know, the Bears have a great defense, but I don't think they can fully contain the Falcons. The Falcons are up big, and they hold on big. I'm not. I I can already chalk this up as a loss, but thirty-seven to twenty Falcons in a convincing win. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I just I don't think 
the Bears' offense would be able to compete with the Falcons' offense. Uh, I, the Bears, like Yippie said, the Bears' defense is good, but I don't think it's quite as dominant as it was uh, the last couple of years. Um, the Falcons got unlucky. I mean, they played against two good quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. Obviously, last week's loss, that's inexcusable. But uh, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky won't be able to do the same thing this week. I'll take the, the Falcons by It'll be close, but give me Falcons 10 by 10. Uh, next up, got the Washington football team off to a 1-1 one one start, um, visiting the 1-1 one one Cleveland Browns, who are a touchdown favorite. Um, the WFT, they had a nice upset victory week one against a banged-up Eagles team. They were humbled by um, the Cardinals. I think the defense can keep them in. I think they forced Baker Mayfield into a couple turnovers. But ultimately, the Browns are too uh, talented for them. They get a couple stops, a couple big plays um, on the ground. Um, the duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt looked terrific last Thursday night. Um, Browns, uh, super close, 24-20, to 20, Cleveland. I agree 100%. Um, the, the football team, they're, they're fun. To, um, it was a surprising win week one. Um, obviously, the Eagles haven't looked as good last couple, last week either, but... Uh, their defense has been great so far. Their defensive line, especially Chase Young, has lived up to the hype. But I, I, I'm hesitant to pick the Browns in this game. But I do think at the end of the day, they're a more talented team, and I think because of that running game, they will be able to sneak away with the win here. Give me, give me the Browns, twenty-seven twenty. Whew. Um. Next, got a matchup. Got a two and zero Titans team, two and a half point favorites on the road, going to Minnesota. Um. Minnesota's been really disappointing. I think at some point, maybe they'll find a way to bounce back. But this Titans team, Ryan Tannehill's looked phenomenal. Derrick Henry hasn't been a monster these first two weeks. But you, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. He's um, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and the, I mean, maybe a little... I could see a good game from Dalvin Cook. But until Kirk Cousins proves to me that he can, you know, be half decent... I got to take the Titans, uh, 24-17. Man, right now we are on the same wavelength. I'm also taking the Titans in this game. Um, it's just been just been an awful play from Kirk Cousins. And, and I think I think the Vikings, this is almost a must win for them uh, to stay competitive. But I, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done. This Titans team has looked pretty good so far this season. And, Undefeateds, the Rams go. They pay a visit to the Bills Mafia. Bills are two and a half point favorites. I think this will be one of the better games of the week. Um, you got the Rams, who um, I think teams kind of or people kind of forgot about in a stacked NFC West. Disappointing year following a Super Bowl appearance. Um, give, give me the Rams. Give me. The, I'm gonna say the Rams twenty three to seventeen. They're able to limit Josh Allen's legs, force him into some obvious passing situations. I'll say, I'll say, Jay, he, the uh, last second effort, it's gonna uh, Josh Allen will throw it up, and uh, Jalen Ramsey will come down with it to seal the game for the Rams. Three and zero start in a loaded NFC West. Yeah, the Rams have looked great so far. Sean McVay is kind of having a, a resurgence year, I guess if you want to call it that, from last year. 
But at, at the end of the day, I, I just think, think the Bills are a better team. And I think uh, I think Josh Allen's a legit MVP candidate this year. I, I think he's going to continue to roll. And uh, give me MVP Josh Allen and the Bills in this game. God, those are some disgusting words altogether. Um... Next, you got surprising 2-0 Raiders coming off Monday night victory. Um, 1-1 Patriots coming off a Sunday night heartbreak. Patriots six-point six favorites, excuse me. Um, Raiders have looked good. I think teams, you know, they, similar to the Rams, a bit underestimated. But, the I mean, Bill Belichick following a loss like that, I'm not, I'm not going to bet against him. Cam looked good. Um, they just ran into a really good offensive team in the Seahawks which the Raiders aren't bad offensively, but not the Seahawks. Uh, Patriots bounce back 34-21, to 21, the evil empire. Yeah, the Raiders have looked great so far this year. Derek Carr, uh, I was he's sick of the slander he's getting. He's playing like a franchise. He hates it. So far. Not sure. having it anymore. For sure. Derek, Derek Carr has been, uh, has been great. Josh Jacobs, the, the Raiders' defense even played solid last week against the Saints. The one thing I've learned is never bet against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I think it'll be a close game. I think we're looking at one of the better games this week. But I think Cam Newton and that uh, and his rut and his legs will uh, prevail the Patriots this week. Yep, matchup of some banged up teams. One on one, Forty Niners um, stay at MetLife this time, facing off against the New York Giants, uh, sitting at zero and two. Niners four and a half point favorites. Um, sl- I think this will be a sloppy game. The Giants are a bad team that just lost their best player who well, they couldn't even really utilize because of a poor offensive line. 49ers without their two top um, running backs. No Jimmy G. Um, defense is still plenty deep, especially against a bad Giants team. Uh, give me the guys from Silicon Valley pitching a shutout. 13 nothing Niners in a snooze fest. I don't think it'll be quite a shutout. Um, I, I don't think the loss of Barkley will hurt the Giants as much as people think it will. But I, I, I the Giants are just awful in general. So I, the Niners, obviously those injuries, they're dealing with a lot, but I still think they find a way to win this game. I agree with you. It'll be low scoring, but yeah, give me the Niners. I don't, honestly, I don't even, I don't know if my, I, like even with Saquon healthy, I feel like, I just think this Giants team is awful. Like that's not I don't I wouldn't even say Saquon being hurt gives me gives me that urge to throw up that donut. But I don't know. I guess I'm also I don't I, I don't like the Giants. Um 0-2 Bengals um versus an 0-2 Eagles team. Eagles six and a half point favorites. I I really wanna pick the Bengals here. I, I really thought about it. But I, th- I after two really disappointing games, Carson Wentz, he, I mean, Jalen Rager, I'm pretty sure, is going to be out for a while. Moving parts and, you know, a lot of injuries. Um, not But against a pretty mediocre secondary for the Bengals, giving the Eagles eking it out um, in an ugly one, but 19-14 birds. Yeah, very disappointing start for the season for the Eagles. Obviously did not expect to be 0-2 at this point, especially how first week went when they were up 17 to nothing um this is a really tough one uh the Bengals Joe Burrow has looked really good this year but again I agree I'm I'm gonna go with the Eagles in a close one here if they go 0-3 their fans are not gonna be happy in Philly so they need this win uh close but that Bengals defense is just not good enough 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really care for the Bengals. Specifically, I'm not a Joe Burrow fan, but it would be really funny to me. I'd love to see the EDP video that would follow an 0-3 start for the Eagles. Be a, I, think, I feel like that'd be a classic. For sure. Uh, next up, 0-2 Texans, Deshaun Watson and a bunch of scrubs um, against the 2-0 Steelers. Steelers are 3.5-point favorites. I don't believe in the Texans at all. I think... Um, Deshaun just doesn't have a lot around him. I also think Deshaun has, I mean, whether it be on him or on the guys around him, he's struggled a little bit. I still think he's a very good quarterback, but I'm not high on the Texans. I didn't realize when, um, people were talking to me after when they were getting, um, thwapped against Kansas City in week one, people were like, wow, you, you might be onto something with, um, your lack of faith in, um, in the Texans, I was like, I just, this Texans team doesn't look good to me. I felt like they overachieved last year. Um, Steelers team escaped against Jeff Driscoll last week. I think they have a very good defense. I love what they bring off the edge. Um, get it done offensively, 29-17 to Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I, I think the Steelers will win this game, and I think it, I really... <laughs> I pity Deshaun Watson for having to play quarterback in this game because he is going to be harassed all day by that Steelers defense. Their offense is just – they don't have that ballot option like they had with DeAndre Hopkins whenever Deshaun Watson was under pressure this year. So it it pains me to say it, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Steelers big in this one. Next, we have my beloved 0-2 Jets. I'm headed to Indianapolis to face the 1-1 Colts. Um, in the biggest um, line of the week, the Colts are 10.5-point favorites. Um, the Jets, we're, we're a joke. Um, we are an absolute joke. It's funny. Players are starting to rip um, on practice, saying we don't practice good enough. Fans are put, are making protests, I believe. There's something going on tomorrow where they're all going to one Jets drive um, outside the practice facility at Florham Park to stage a fire Adam Gase protest. You love to see it. I mean, the guys. They, they, the guy says he's an offensive genius, and they're running slip screens on, you know, every single third down. It's a bad Jets team. Um, I have the Colts twenty four sixteen. Side note: um, the Jets spoil um, the line because with two minutes left in the game, instead of going for it on fourth down, they'll settle for a field goal. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. The Jets are just. They, they're looking rough this year. It's 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 unfortunate because Sam Darnold is really – I think he's a great talent at quarterback, but the surrounding cast is just not there for him. And uh, as much as I'm not a believer in Philip Rivers and the Colts, I, I do think they win here. I think it will be closer than people think. I do agree the Jets will cover, but uh, get, the Colts will sneak away at the win here. That's – I mean, look, say what you want about Sam Darnold. Um, I don't want to go off entirely on a tangent, but – he, he's underperformed, but it's also hard to succeed when they have five new offensive line starters after having a season with awful offensive line in the previous two, um, as well as by the end of the game, his wide, his top targets were at running back, he had Frank Gore. At receiver, he had Chris Hogan, Braxton Berrios, and Josh Malone. And then tight end, he had Chris Herndon, who dropped a touchdown. So you got to feel bad for the guy. It's it's unfortunate. You gotta, him and Saquon, like, poor guys. Poor, poor guys having to end up in New York. Um, I will stop myself before I go on a full-fledged rant. 
Um, 0-2 Panthers, 1-1 Chargers. Um, Chargers, 6.5-point favorites. Chargers nearly... Uh, Justin Herbert got the start because of a little malfunction with uh, the Chargers doctors, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Chargers are going to charge you. That's, it's ridiculous. Um, I... I do have the Chargers taking this one. This Panthers team wasn't very talented to begin with, even with Christian McCaffrey. You take out Christian McCaffrey, it's gonna make you're gonna make Teddy Bridgewater throw the game or throw the ball a lot more. And I'm I'm not I'm not a lover of Teddy. Um, Chargers defense clamps up twenty to nine for the Bolts. Yeah, um, the Panthers actually looked a little bit better than I thought they would this year, but obviously losing Christian McCaffrey. It- that's a huge loss. Obviously, one of the best players in the league. Um, Justin Herbert surprisingly getting the start last week uh, with the unfortunate mishapping that happened to Tyra, to Tyra Taylor. But I think it, it's actually going to be a blessing in disguise for the uh, for the Chargers because Justin Herbert looks legit. Uh, I think he's going to follow up his last game with another big game. Uh, Panthers defense is just not there. Uh, give me give me the Chargers by a couple touchdowns in this game. Yeah, I morally feel kind of awful because what I thought initially was that Tyrod had like had like a stiff neck or something like kind of BS so that they could just have an excuse to start Justin Herbert. And I feel really bad looking at what actually happened. And I mean, I, I think it's wild that Anthony Lynn is saying that he's committed to going back to Tyrod when he's healthy. I think that's ridiculous. And if he actually, and if he actually does it, unless Herbert is absolutely awful, I think he should be fired on the spot. But, I mean, I, I feel really bad about that Tyrod situation. That's the most Chargers thing I've ever heard. Um, uh, Cowboys 1-1, one one, fresh off a comeback victory against Atlanta. Um, go to CenturyLink Field for the 2-0 Seahawks. Seahawks 4.5-point favorites. Um, Cowboys, I mean, you give them credit for the comeback, but ultimately I think a lot of the comeback came from self-inflicted, um, wounds of the Falcons. Uh, I was saying the Seahawks look like the best team in football. They're going to play like it. 34 to 26 Seahawks, Russell Wilson, give me, give me four TDs. He's dangerous. He's front runner for MVP after this week. If not already. (laughs) Really? Yeah. What more can you say about Russell Wilson? He's just been dominant so far this year, and I expect that to continue against a kind of a suspect Cowboys defense. Uh, and another side note on the Cowboys, I, I think Mike McCarthy has not been a great coach so far this year. Even though they were able to come back last week, he didn't exactly have have a great coaching game in that game. Um, I'll take the Seahawks in this one. I think the Cowboys will make a late run at it, but I think the Seahawks will – pretty much control over this whole game. Yeah. Um, one and one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as six-point favorites go to the 0-2 Broncos, who recently signed Blake Bortles. I don't expect him to start this week. Could potentially start um, um, with the injury to Drew Locke. Um, I, if the Broncos are at full strength as well, Cortland Sutton was put on IR. I, don't, I didn't see if it was a season-ending. Was it yeah, season-ending? It's, uh, I really like this Bronco team at full strength, but down their top receiver, down their quarterback, um, it's really hard to pick them here. I think they still find a way to keep it close. Um, Buccaneers, 27-20, um, just covered spread. 
Yeah, it sucks to see all the injuries in the NFL this year, especially such a young, promising team like the Broncos. Um, but this, I think this will be a really close game. And historically, uh, Tom Brady has had some struggle, struggles in Denver. Um, and I, I think the Broncos are going to pull off the upset this week. I still think the Buccaneers are still trying to mesh, get everything together. Chris Godwin's supposed to return to the lineup this week, but I... I I think somehow, someway, the Broncos are going to pull this one off. Uh, give me the Broncos late in this game. I love it. I mean, I don't have the cojones to make that pick, but I, I totally respect it. I'd love to see it. Uh, your 0-2 Lions coming off disappointing first two weeks get uh, one of the most fun teams to watch in football, the 2-0 Cardinals, who are 5.5-point favorites at home. Um, I think... Um, the Lions have a decent offensive showing, um, get a little bit going, um, Matthew Stafford through the air, but this Cardinals offense is too good. The Lions defense, which, I mean, has shown to be abysmal, um, that was, that was supposedly Matt Patricia's strength, uh, hasn't shown it. Uh, Cardinals, um, they let the Lions score 31, but the Cardinals put up 45 in, um, a victory to put them at 3-0. Yeah, obviously, as a Lions fan, the start of the season has been disappointing. Um, I know their defense has been awful. Regardless, they have been down a few corners uh, top of the depth chart uh, start the year. But regardless, it's it's just not good. Um, I I think, obviously, last week they got just pretty much blown out. Uh, but I do think they'll keep this game a little bit closer. I think at the end of the day, Kyler Murray will be too much for them. Uh, yeah, give me the Cardinals here. They'll pull away late in the game. Yeah. Sunday night football, we alluded to it. The 2-0 Packers, A-Rod, headed to, headed to Louisiana, face off against the 1-1 Saints. Saints, three-point favorites. They're coming off um, a tough Monday night football game. I It doesn't, I mean, status on Michael Thomas is 100% clear. I wouldn't expect him to play. If he plays, I definitely like the Saints. Um even without him, though, I think the Saints pull it out late. Um, defense is able to hold um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and a couple key throws from Drew Brees just give them a very important win. 27-24 Saints. Yeah, as much as it pains me to say this, the, the Packers have looked as good as anybody these first two weeks. Although, you know, the teams they had played haven't looked as as good. But uh, I the Saints, it was a disappointing week last week. But I think they come together in practice this week. I think they come out strong this game. I, I think this could be a great game between two historically great quarterbacks. Uh, but I'm going to agree. I think the Saints do pull this one out. A slight, close one. Close one. It could come down to a field goal at the end. Yeah, I think it should be. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough to follow up the great Sunday night from last week. Um, but I think it'll be another good one. Monday night football. This This has the makings of a game of the year. Um, I think the you know two of the best teams in football, definitely two of the most fun teams to watch in football. Two and zero defending champion Chiefs go to Baltimore. Two and zero Ravens that are three and a half point favorites. And I, as reflected, I, I do have Kansas City going all the way to the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens have a statement win. Um, the Chiefs a bit shaky. Um, at home against the Chargers, last, or no, excuse me, um, on the road against the Chargers. I'm not concerned about the Chiefs in the long run, but the Ravens have been clicking. I think they get a big, big win over the Chiefs. Chiefs will bounce back, but 34-20 Ravens um, in spotlight television. 
Yeah, obviously, like you said, this has the makings of a game of the year. Uh, arguably, two of the top young quarterbacks in the league going off against each other, the last two MVPs. Uh, well, we were supposed to get this as the AFC Championship game last year, but obviously uh, Derrick Henry had other words. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, this will be a great game, Monday Night Football, prime time. As much as I do want to go Chiefs, uh, they have looked a little shaky this year. The Ravens do look all really collected and all together. It, I've gone back and forth on this one, but I, you know, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. I think they I think they pull off the win on the road. I, I I just have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes as as shaky as they've looked this year. I do think I think they pull off the win late in the game. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's a hard game to think on. I think they're, I mean, they're the two clear-cut best teams in the AFC. Um, so it's a tough one, but that'll that's going to wrap up our picks. I'm trying to think. I feel like we talked about almost every single thing football-related. Let's see. I mean, did I miss anything? I think we hit pretty much everything. We talked about pretty much every team, so. Yeah, um, let's see. Okay, I looked at it. Wake Forest, um, that Notre Dame game is going to be rescheduled for – um, December 12th, um, I saw the, I don't remember, I feel like it might have been SEC Network or ESPN, whatever, put out their, um, SEC, um, predictions, I think they had Bama winning the West with, um, Florida winning the East, um, Bama taking home the, um, the SEC title, so we'll see, I think, I mean, it's not, I, I've been in, I've enjoyed watching college football this far, but I think with the SEC coming back with so many good matchups, um, with you know some more heavyweights besides Clemson and um, Oklahoma, um, I just think it's going to really culminate and it's going to feel closer to what college football would feel like. So I am super, super excited. Super excited for another week of the NFL. I really um, hope we don't see the same kind of rash injuries. I think overall it was a freak thing. Um, in terms of the quantity, we're going to see more injuries in total because of a lack of training camp and preseason, but, um, definitely want to see guys play healthy. I'm super excited to see some of these matchups. Um, Monday night football, it's going to be incredible. I'm interested to see how bad the Jets lose. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, that's the, I mean, that is, there's no question. The best, the best part of false football. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think that's really all I have on tap. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Oh, I, mean, I think we pretty much hit everything. Um, it's going to be a really great week of football. Um, counting down the days. Thankfully, the Big Ten is coming back. Uh, we got another, about another month to that. But, um, I'm just happy football's back. It's being played. I hope it continues to get played. And I think we're going to have another great week. Hopefully, no. Same, like you said, hopefully not as many injuries this week. Uh, yeah. We're going to have some good games this week. Has the Mac said anything? Do they have any chance of starting it back up, or probably not? Um, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I know, I know the players want to play, but it, it's. I think they're discussing it, but I, I'm, I'm leaning to. I don't think they're coming back, but we'll see. Yeah, that's why I think the Pac-12 they have their meeting of the I, what they call themselves the CEOs um, on yeah. Thursday. I mean, the Pac-12. <laughs> It's awful. I want, I you know, I don't care though. I'll put all my grievances aside with Larry Scott and the organization. I want to see Jaden Daniels on my television screen. Yeah. Um, I I just, it's a tricky situation. Is uh, 
there anything else uh, you need to plug before I plug all of my uh, various things? I think I'm all right, though. Thanks. Yeah. Just thanks for having me on, man. It was a great talk. Yeah, of course. I love talking with you. I won't put you through uh, the gauntlet that is the two-minute drill this time. Um, yeah. Back to me saying that I'll plug my other things. Make sure to follow the Instagram, the dot redshirt, um, the blog, of course, the redshirt.blog. I'll put um, these predictions in there so you guys can see it in writing form how wrong I am and probably how right Jacob is. Um, other than that, uh, I really appreciate the support, guys. Um I, I I don't have anything else to add uh, to keep it longer running. Um, that'll be all for this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.